Shalom Aleichem Rabotai. We're continuing Mishnah Yomi in the third parak of Masrot. Today we're learning Tess and Yud 9 and 10. Yesterday we talked about a Te'ena, a fig tree planted in a Chatzar, which is interesting because usually the Chatzar, the courtyard, typically, we discussed at the beginning of the parak, is Kuvela Masrot, meaning bringing produce into the courtyard means a person can no longer snack from that produce until they've separated all the required tides. Great, so Mishnah test. Gefen What about a grapevine in your courtyard? Notil et kola eshkol. You could take an entire cluster and then you could keep snacking on it without tithing. Bechen berimon. And so to a rimon, apparently, you could take an entire rimon, one pomegranate. Ken bavatiach. Or take an entire melon or watermelon. Divre Rabbi Tarfon. That's only according to Rabbi Tarfon. Rabbi Akiva Omer Megorger Beshkolot. You can't take a cluster, you're Megorger, you take one at a time from the grape clusters, because if you take more than that, you're already making a pile, you're Chayven Maishot. O Porit Barimon, you individualize a pomegranate. There isn't really a good English word for it, but what he means is you pick out one seed at a time, because each seed is Chashuv as a fruit. Uh, so taking the entire Rimon means you're by definition taking a whole a whole pile or a whole cluster of seeds, and you'd have to take masra before before snacking. Sofet babatiach and slice off slices of a melon and eat them one at a time. The Bart Norris says halacha Rabbi Akiva, and this sounds familiar because in the second parak in the sixth Mishnah, we also had a similar language. Kusbar coriander are planted in your courtyard. So he can take one leaf at a time and eat, and again, if he combines them in tzairif, chayev. You make a pile of them, a bunch of them, then he has to take maestro before snacking on them. Hasia ve'ezov ve'kornit. So these are translated as savory, hyssop, and oregano. Shebechatz are in the courtyard. Im nishmarim chayavim. If they're guarded, meaning they've been planted there on purpose and you don't want anyone else taking them, maybe put up a cute little fence or something, so then they're chayiv in maser. However, if they're not guarded, they just grow as weeds, or they grow by themselves, as these as these plants commonly grow wild all over the place, and you don't really care if they're there, you're not protecting them, then they are considered hefker, and do not need to be tithed. Now for Mishnah Yud, te'ena, a fig tree, she omedit b'chatzer, it's standing in the chatzer, v'no telegina, but the branches are reaching over into the garden, outside the walls of the chatzar. So the trunk, the ichor part of the tree is in one place, but the branches are in a different reshus, a, a whole new domain. In a lot of cases like this in Shabbos and Erevin, what's the halacha here? Ochil kedarko potter. He can eat these figs normally and he's potter. Now these figs are from the branches in the garden. So the man is standing in the garden plucking figs off of the tree and Lamaisa, even though the trunk is in the chatzar, he's not in the chatzar, the figs are not in the chatzar, so he can eat them as a snack without taking tides. What about omedit begina? The trunk of the tree is in the garden. Now the branches are reaching over into the chatzar. He can eat one at a time as a snack without taking meiser. But if he makes a pile, even two, he has to take meiser first. Similar case, omedit ba'aretz a tree that is standing in the land. Now, what is the land? 
Eretz Yisrael, but it's like, is there any better land? Is there any other land? No. For us, it's all Eretz Yisrael. The branch goes reaching over the border into Chutzlaretz, or it's a Chutzlaretz tree, and it's trying to get into Eretz Yisrael. It goes after the trunk. The explanation is the resources, the water is coming up through the trunk. So if it's Chutzlaretz water, even though the branches are overhanging into Eretz Yisrael, it's still Chutzlaretz fruit. So even though it's trying to reach into Eretz Yisrael, it's not quite an, an Eretz Yisrael tree. There's, there's a big muster there. We're going to move on now. So to a house in a walled city, everything depends on the tree trunk. So if the tree is within the walled city, then it's a, if the trunk is within the walled city, it's a walled city tree. And there's, there's, there are special rules for someone selling this tree, they could buy it back within the first year of the sale. Uh, is similar to the house, a bote or a house in a walled city. There's a special law that the seller is able to buy it back within the first year. Uva are miklot, and with refuge cities, that goes after the branches. Now, this is not the same as going after the trunk. By the branches, there's a bit of a kula here where even if the branches are outside of the Tzachum, the 2,000 Amot from in a refuge city, in Ir Miklot, even though the trunk is within, within that area. So if somebody had, God forbid, killed by mistake, there was negligence, the court found it was not murder, it was merely negligence, also not good. His punishment is to go into Galut, into Golis, in an Ir Miklat, but he can remain within 2,000 amot of the Irmiklat without being pursued and attacked by the Goal Hadam, the family members of the one who was killed. So even though this tree, the branches are kind of sticking out past, but the Iker is within, the Iker, the trunk, is within the right space, within the Irmiklat space. So this uh, accidental killer can be on the branches, even though they're hanging outside the Tchum, because the Iker is in the Tchum, and he's still safe from revenge. And finishing up of Yerushalayim, and but for Yerushalayim, it goes after the branches. So if there's a tree in Yerushalayim, but the branches are hanging over outside of Yerushalayim, we treat this as part of Yerushalayim, but the partner points out as astringency. When we're talking about Maaser Sheni, you have to bring your Maaser Sheni, that's coming up, we're learning the, we'll learn the Mishnah of that soon. You have to bring it to Yerushalayim and eat it there. So once it's with it, so it's a it's good to be within your shalim. You can eat the meiser sheni there, but not outside. But also there's an issue, a potential problem. You can't redeem meiser sheni once it gets to the space considered your shalim. So before that, vitzarta kesef, you can trade your your meiser sheni produce for money and bring it to your shalim. But once you've brought it to your shalim, you no longer can do so. So the branches of this tree hanging over the wall outside of your shalim. Once you're on the branches, you could eat meiser. You you can't eat meiser sheni quite yet because there's we're, we're stringent. Maybe it's not entirely Yerushalayim, but you can't redeem it either. You can't now decide to. Uh, I don't know why you would. He's already there. He can't decide to trade his meiser sheni for money and bring that into Yerushalayim instead. So the branch is treated a shtickle like Yerushalayim. So this. This is also a bit of a musr in a sense. If you are getting something out of your shalim, the branches are coming out of your shalim, and you, you're 
you're trying to reach Yerushalayim through something coming out, that that's also has an aspect of Yerushalayim. Um, the Farshim bring, this is actually the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda, we do go by the Choma, by the wall, that anything, with once it gets within the wall, it cannot be redeemed, and you have to be within the wall to uh, to eat. But don't worry, because when Mashiach comes, we're going to make the walls much larger, and everyone's going to have a chalik in Yerushalayim. Skulimitzvot.